How do you, as a leader, create something, innovate, develop something that the market wants, wants more than what you were offering last quarter, last year, last decade? Because that's your job. I don't care what department you're in, what organization you work in, what industry, you're solving the patient, the member, the client, the customer's needs, right? You're supporting that if you aren't doing it from the kind of the front lines. So how do you do that? I'm going to share with you what we've discovered in the last few months. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. Make sure you don't miss an episode. Tap on the follow, plus, or subscribe button, and you'll get two new episodes each week. Thanks for listening to the Culture Hacks Podcast with Russ Hill. I was actually having a conversation with our daughter, and we we were, you know, once a week we get to connect with her and do a a video call and see how her life is as she's away serving um, people for the next 18 months, taking a break from college and 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 she was asking about how our business is going. How, how's the company, Dad? Because we're two years into it, and my kids are as excited about this journey as I am. Maybe more more sometimes, and maybe less other times. But so she was asking about. It. I said, you know, it's really interesting, McKenna. What you do is you go to the you you go to the factory, right? You go to the factory. You create the product, the service, the idea, whatever it is for the problem you're trying to solve, and then you take whatever you built in the factory. And you take it to the market, to the customer. And the customer says, interesting, I like this, I like that, but uh, you got this wrong. Or why doesn't it have this feature? Why don't you do it this way? So what do you do when the customer gives you that feedback? You go back to the factory, right? And you make some tweaks and you make some adjustments. And then what do you do? You go back to the customer, back to the market, right? And you say, okay, market, hey, customer, prospective customer, look at this shiny thing that we've created. It's even better than it was six months ago or a year ago. And the market goes, yeah, it's better. Like we like it, uh, but it, we wish it had this. So in what I want to talk about in this episode is some of the things that we've learned in this process and what your state of mind is. Like, do you celebrate this process or do, or do you hate it? Like, does it drive you insane? And as a leader, how you respond to some of these questions really affects the results that your team produces. Welcome in to the Culture Hacks Podcast. I'm Russ Hill. I make my living coaching and consulting senior executive teams of some of the world's largest companies, and I love doing it. In this little corner of the internet, of the online world, of the podcast community, I share what I'm learning. Insights, observations, best practices, mistakes, stories, examples as we interact in this leadership lab. You can find out more about our firm. I'm not the only one who does this. We've got a whole team that does it at our firm. We consider ourselves the best in the world at it. And, uh, And if you don't consider yourself the best at the world at whatever you're doing, Maybe you ought to re-examine what you're doing, right? So nobody is better at helping an executive team create clarity, alignment, and get movement in their organization than our firm is. I say that with humility because um, we're not perfect at it, but we're better than any other firm in the world. We've been doing it. 
It's not our first rodeo. So I say with humility and uh, and a lot of passion, obviously. You can find out more about our firm at LoneRockConsulting.com. LoneRockConsulting.com. Okay, um, a, just a couple of quick side notes, um, kind of from a personal standpoint that I'm, I'm getting into this idea of innovation and going to the market and how do we as leaders create that kind of culture? What's our mindset around um, the product and the services that, and how do we scale that more effectively as a leader? Before I get into that, though, uh, I told you uh, several episodes ago, like maybe 5, 10, 15 episodes ago, that January looked insane like crazy on my calendar as far as schedule uh, uh, travel and it was and so those of you that listen to this podcast on a regular basis and you're like Russ like you say you do two episodes a week but you haven't put out uh, episodes for a few weeks yeah you're right no excuses um, the travel schedule was crazy for January and so something it's, you know, something has to give in our lives, right? You can't, you can't be all things to all people in every aspect of your life, every day, every week, every month. And so you have to make decisions, right? Am I going to lean a little bit more into work or am I going to lean a little bit more into family? Am I going to lean a little bit more into church? Or am I going to lean a little bit more into play? Am I going to lean a little bit more into, you know, putting it in, you know, driving towards success in my um, professional life? Or am I going to lean a little bit more into relaxation and all that? And so in January, I had to lean a little bit away from the podcast. So um, that's, uh, again, not an excuse, uh, just some interpretation for those that are wondering. I've, and I got to do better at that. I, I acknowledge that I own it and, and I'm working on it. Okay. So if you're new to the podcast, three things really that I focus on helping you as the listener learn how to create, how to lead and how to grow. So if you're interested in growing, you're not quite the person you want to be yet personally or professionally, it's probably a good place for you to tune into occasionally, get some ideas. If you're interested in more effectively leading others, like that's a passion of yours and you've decided that you're willing to carry the flag in front of the group and be out there leading, you're willing to be under the spotlight then you're in the right place. This is where we share ideas and learn from each other. And lastly, if you're interested in creating, you have this human need inside of you to create whatever that might look like for you, then you're in the right place. Those are three of my passions that I talk about in this podcast. And we try to put out regularly two episodes a week. This is episode 274. And what I want to talk about is um, innovation. So we went to the, <laughs> let me just remind you, I've told this story a little bit and then I'm going to move into kind of more recent experiences. So some of you have heard this, others um, haven't, but when we first had this idea of, cause we've got two areas of our business, right? We've got the consulting side and the leadership training or development side. The consulting side um, is something we've done for a long time and we can, you heard a little bit of our pride around it. Um, how hard we work on it. We're constantly evaluating the, 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 the value that we bring to our consulting clients and, and tweaking and adjusting that in order to bring tons of value to these senior executives who have a, a tremendous amount of weight on their shoulders to deliver results. And so that's the consulting side of our business. We have so many clients that we signed annual contracts and we work with them uh, for a year. And the vast majority of those overwhelming majority renew every year. They just keep us around because the value that we're bringing and, uh, and they're using us in the parts of the organization where they're having what we would call performance barriers. 
And we go in and we, we dig in with the leaders of those business units or departments or teams or whatever. So that's the consulting side. Been doing it for a long time. The leadership development training side, new. So we had this idea a little over a year ago for this thing called Lead in 30. Okay. I'm not going to go into all the details about it. I've talked about it before. So those of you that know about it, no worries. I'm not going to rehash all that. We had an idea. We went to the market. And the way we went to the market with this idea was we did a webinar or a live online, we call it. We had over a thousand uh, executives, leaders that registered for this. They showed up in November slash December. I can't remember exactly when we did it, but November slash December at the very end of 2021. We took this new product, this new service to the market. And we had over a thousand leaders logged in like, here we go, making lots of noise. We show them. And we had just written our book, The Great Resignation, our most recent book. We're working on the next one right now um, about the third leader. But um, we, our, our most recent book, The Great Resignation, we just published. So we were talking about uh, what we had discovered in the research for that. It was our most robust, data-rich, scientific book that we had written about leadership and all the movement that's going on in the economy. And we, uh, and, and we, we published that and we shared some of our insight and then announced this new product called Lead in 30. And for those of you that have heard the story before, you know how the market responded, right? After the webinar or this live online or this Zoom meeting, this hour session we did, not one human being, not even a bot, nothing bought it. Nobody was interested. So we had this idea, this product, we dreamt it up, we designed it, we took it to the market and the market went, yeah, no, we don't want it. We went, what, what do you mean? This is brilliant, right? This is amazing. This is this. We know you need this. We know you, your leaders need this, but the market said no. And so I won't share with you all the details, but we went back to just go with me on this example. We went back to the factory and we went back to the factory with urgency as well as patience like we patience with ourselves to go, Oh no, no, no. We know the market wants this. We just must've packaged it wrong. We must've priced it wrong. We must have not clearly like we did something wrong, but it's not, it's, we know there's a need for this and we know this solves it. So we, we, we did some things that I won't, I won't get into here, but we, we, with, with intensity and urgency, we went back to the factory and tweaked it. And we got some beta testers and different things and this whole process for January and February of 2022, a year ago. And so we got this group in and we, and we got their feedback and they told us, well, this is amazing. Like you gotta, you gotta let the market know that you have this. And then, but this piece over here, maybe not so much like adjust that and do this. And then we said to them, we said to this group of, of, of beta testers out in the market, well, what, what, what should we value this at? And they went, wow, it's worth, it's worth a lot. And here's what it is and all that. So then we went back to the market. We were in the factory doing all that, right? We went back to the market and several large fortune 50 companies raised their hand and said, we want it. We want to put through hundreds of leaders. We had some smaller companies too, that we don't typically, we hadn't done, typically done a lot of work with companies that size, but we, 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 we signed them up and we put multiple groups of leadership teams think leaders at all different levels through this in, in several different industries. And the market said, this is awesome. 
We measured NPS, right? A net promoter score on it. It was off the charts. The feedback was amazing. So then we took it to, we, we, I mean, we got a little bit of feedback on some constructive feedback on, well, tweak this and make that a little better and adjust this. So we did that. Then we went to another group of large companies and they bought it. They're like, yes, we want that. And so in the first year of lead in 30, it generated significant revenue. Nearly 25% of our company's revenue came from lead in 30. And we had multiple fortune 50, some fortune 10 companies that used it to train leaders feedback off the charts. Good. So then we started marketing it more. Like we're like, wow, this is really good. The market's saying we've got a great product. Go to the broader market. So we started buying marketing, paying for marketing, going to the market, but people in different positions, people that didn't have history or experience with us because the companies that bought lead in 30 in the first year that used it to train leaders, most of those companies had somebody, not all of them, but most of them had somebody internally that had a relationship with us. They knew us, they trusted us. And so they leaned into it. Then we went to the market to all these hundreds and thousands of people. And we said, Hey, we got this amazing leadership development product. And all these people who didn't know us had no idea who we are. And guess what they said? Yeah, kind of interesting, but not so much. Like, does it do this? No. Well, why doesn't it do that? We need it to do that. Do you, do you offer that? No. Well, we want it to do that. So here's the way I was describing this to McKenna, our daughter. I said, McKenna, it's like the first iPhone. So Apple developed the first iPhone. They took it to the market and the market went, wow, this is amazing. But it's only got seven apps or whatever the number was on the original iPhone. And it's this small or this whatever. It'd be really nice if you made it this way. Well, what did Apple do with that? Back to the factory. And what came out a year later? the iPhone two and how the market respond. They went, Whoa, this is way better than iPhone one. Like it's got more apps, but be really nice if you change this and you adjusted that. And this was different. So what Apple do back to the factory. Then what came out 12 months later, iPhone three and so on and so forth to what are we at now? 15, I don't know. 20. I don't even know what the, the current model is 14. I think, um, and so back to the fact, and, and McKenna, our daughter was saying, well, dad, you know, this is interesting. Cause I was, you know, summarizing how, how the company's doing. And I told her, I said, well, we got, went to the market and we're talking to L and D, which are leadership and development people. And where we're used to talking to CEOs and the C-suite at our consulting clients. But now we're talking to L and D folks that are deep inside a human resources department and these large companies, and they want different things than the CEO and the C-suite want. And we discovered in talking to them that we're not speaking their language and we're not offering something. We're not, we don't have lead in 30 in the form that they really need it to be in. And, 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 and so, and then we, we, we started meeting with people that have sold leadership development training for a living, like for lots of years and generated millions and millions and millions of dollars in sales. And we started huddling with some of these folks who have experience and, Hey, what do you think? And they said, well, you need to do this differently and you need to do that differently. So we were out getting these ideas from the market. And then now, we're, and I told McKenna, we're back in the factory right now, making some tweaks on that before we go back to the market. And she said, well, dad, don't you do both at the same time? Like, aren't you in the factory and in the market at the same time? And I said, yes, that's actually how it works. 
there's not like this period where you, I mean, in some instances, you kind of take it off the market and go back. But for most of us, you, us, everyone, we're doing both at the same time. And so as leaders, the question becomes, and I know most of you aren't in like R&D, you're not in product development, you're not whatever, but your company offers services or some kind of product. And some of you own the business, you're entrepreneurs and you got a company underneath you. Others of you are senior executives of large companies. You're not in sales or product development. You're overseeing a wide range of departments. Others are mid-level managers like my job is just to run the accounting team or over here to do this or that. Doesn't matter if your company's not innovating if you're not constantly listening to the market and going back to the factory and doing those things at the same time and not creating a culture that celebrates that. And if you personally don't thrive on that, then you're probably not really able to scale your leadership. And you're probably not going to be part of an organization that grows dramatically. So what, what I'm learning in, in this lab, and one of the reasons I wanted to leave the corporate world and become an entrepreneur and own a company and do this thing and build it was because of the learning curve, the, the, the steepness of that learning curve. And man, is it steep and it's awesome. And one of the things I'm learning is you can't complain about the market saying no. Like that's Okay. And, and so when you go to the market and nobody buys or you go to the market, and they say, yeah, it's kind of cool, but it's only got seven apps on it. Like, can't you make, you can't get down. You can't like let that zap your energy. You got to go, oh, cool. That's a huge gift that the market told us that. Like we've gained incredible insight. I want more. What about you? What do you think about the product? What about you? And, and you're getting all of this and you're just back in the factory. We're tweaking. And if you really believe that you're solving a need, a problem that the customer, the member, the patient has, then you ultimately will be successful. The amount of revenue that we generated off of lead in 30 in year one's insane. Most companies would love to have something that was that successful, but we are absolutely committed, addicted, obsessed by reaching as many leaders as we can. Why? Because of impact. Yeah, there's a revenue part and an income and an all that. Sure, that motivates us. But it's deeper than that. It's watching leaders go, oh my gosh, you are helping me move the needle. You're helping me understand how to create alignment on my team. You're helping me know how to do this. You're helping me scale my career like that is insanely rewarding to hear those stories. We had a, a team member who uh, screenshot, he did a screenshot on his, on his phone of an email that he got from uh, a prospective client that went through Lead in 30 individually, now is having a discussion with us um, about bringing it in, in, into his company, the company that he works at. And so there was this email exchange. And in fact, I'm going to pull this up for you right now. I'm just going to share it. Not, not, not out of a... Um, it, it's not a, uh, a, a beat your chest sort of thing. This is just um, talking about impact. The, the, I could read similar emails from you. This is what it said. This person saying, um, uh, to answer your question, this is to our employee who's asking, hey, um, how, what impact have you had from Lead in 30? He says, to answer your question, I think and act almost daily using the clarity, alignment, and movement principles that I learned in Lead in 30. Whether it's an email, a team meeting, or a presentation to a customer, my thoughts are always on clarity, alignment, movement. It's now ingrained in me and the leaders on my team. 
I'm grateful for your entire team. The results of, I'm reading this email, the screenshot, the results have been tremendous. I recently received survey scores from my team on aspects like empathy, communication, clarity. My scores were 10 to 12 points above the company average and other managers. My team um, completed the year well above our goals and we grew top line sales at 26%. I'm not saying all this in this email to brag to you, but to thank you and to showcase what a third leader looks like. So I'm like, that is way more motivating than revenue, right? Like, wow, you actually impacted like, wow. And the same is true of you. You're creating products and services or your company at large is doing that. And you want to reach more people. Well, how do I create a culture and environment of what well, you get addicted to growth? You, you, you become just totally used to go to the market, back to the factory, go to the market, back to the factory, go to the market, back to the factory. And you're just thriving off of that process. And each time you like we're 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 meeting with uh, one of our marketing agencies tomorrow as I'm recording this, and we're rolling out some new advertise some new ads on LinkedIn. We've been spending a decent amount on LinkedIn, reaching certain leaders, and uh, and we felt like our approach wasn't exactly right. And so we're going. We're about. We've made some tweaks. We've been in the. We've been in the factory. Now we're going to the market, running the new creative, new ads, new approach, new things that we're saying. And I'm so interested to see how the market responds over the next four to six weeks. They may go, yeah, that wasn't smart. <laughs> that wasn't an effective change. And and that that and if they do, that's awesome. Because now we know that approach doesn't work. So we need to tweak the messaging. So we'll go back to the factory and we'll adjust it. So we're constantly talking with people, having conversations, seeking feedback, meeting with people who've had success in our fields and doing what we do. And we're just innovating and adapting. Right. And that is um, that is the journey. Right. That's what it's all about. And so if you don't thrive on that process, if you don't understand how that works as a leader, well, you, maybe you should put some thought into it um, because that that is what that is the the uh, in, in my view that's what a leader who scales has got to thrive on, and so it's been so awesome to watch that. So, and and I and you're just hungry, right? Because you want the results. Like I want lead in thirty to be ten x what it is right now. I'm thrilled with where it is, but I want it to be ten x. And like I can't. I want it there tomorrow. And so I'm just committed to this. Okay, we have to play out this process. Go to the market. Back to the factory. Go to the market. You have to play that out, and you got to keep doing that. We're going to do that as fast as we possibly can. And we're going to have the smartest people, the most informed in those discussions. And, 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 and do I believe that it ultimately is going to be, we're going to be able to get to 10 X? No, I actually believe we're going to get to 20 X that because we're committed to go to the market and then back to the factory. So that's what's on my mind. I hope that's helpful. I hope that, uh, I hope that you're, um, you don't feel alone in that journey. I hope you don't get discouraged. Sometimes it is if we're human and honest Sometimes you go to the market you're like, ah, crap. I mean, when we got off that webinar a year ago, more than a year ago, and nobody bought, it was like, I mean, how does that, how does anyone go, oh, that feels awesome? No, it sucked. It totally sucked. But then you just, so for a day or a few hours or maybe even a couple of days, it's like, oh, no, how did that happen? And then you tweak and you adjust, you go back and you know that, okay, I got to keep doing this. 
And it's when we don't do that, when we don't play that out, we don't have that mindset that we ultimately start to slide backwards. And as a leader, we're not scaling results and we don't create a culture that scales results. So that's what's on my mind. Hope that's helpful to you. And uh, I hope that you're healthy. Hope you're happy. Hope things are going well for you as you start off this new year, this first quarter of 2023 at the time I'm recording this. If you haven't done so already, will you do me a favor? If you found value in this episode and you haven't done this yet, we just tap on that follow button, the plus button, the bookmark button, whatever it is in your app, and you'll get most of the time <laughs> two new episodes delivered to your phone each week. I'll talk to you in the next episode of the Culture Hacks podcast. Who do you know that could benefit from listening to this episode? Tap on the share button and text the link to a friend or colleague or write a post on LinkedIn and tag Russ. Thanks for listening to the Culture Hacks podcast with Russ Hill.